Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go-to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Michael Passanate. Hi, this is Mike Passanate, and welcome back to the award-winning Hospital Finance Podcast. Today is November 1st, 2021. Tomorrow is Election Day, and in the throes of all of that, the Biden administration is still working with the Congress to get their Build Back Better package done, which currently sits at $1.75 trillion. To give us an update on where we were and where that package seems to be heading, I'm joined by Mike Marola, who's a managing partner at Winning Strategies Washington. Mike, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Mike. It's a pleasure to be here with you and your audience again. So, Mike, a lot of movement in this package over the past several weeks. I know you're, you've are you been front and center with it, um, with the clientele that, that you deal with and right there in Washington. Why don't you start off by telling us sort of where this where this whole package emanated from and, and a little bit about the evolution to where we're at today. Sure. Uh, it's been a really tumultuous uh, couple of weeks uh, here in town and um, – you know, the, the Build Back Better package, President Biden's sort of um, comprehensive domestic uh, policy initiative that would be the largest expansion of the social safety net uh, since FDR um, is what's on the table now. It, the president uh, sent it to Congress earlier this year. Moderates and progressives uh, in the Democratic Party have been negotiating it for months now. Republicans have taken themselves out of the debate. They think it's way too much money and way way uh, too much in terms of tax increases. So really, Democrats have been negotiating against themselves. There's a lot of frustration that it's taken so long to sort of uh, get a deal together for the president. But we we did have a watershed moment last week. The president came to Capitol Hill again before he got on the plane to go uh, to Europe for the G20 summit. He got everybody in a room and they, they agreed to a new framework. Uh, his initial package was $3.5 trillion over 10 years. The new package is down to about $1.75 trillion. And um, a lot of things have had to fall out in order to get to that number. Um, the, the, the liberals and the moderates in the House have endorsed it. They're ready to vote on it. But uh, these two moderate senators uh, in the upper chamber, Manchin and Cinema, uh, from West Virginia and Arizona, respectively, are still sort of reserving judgment as they go through it. What they've said is we have a handshake deal with the president on this, but we really want to make sure that there's not a lot of gimmicks um, in, in terms of how we're going to pay for this thing. So uh, they're doing that. And it's it's really hard to say at this point, uh, timing wise, when we may start voting on it. Great background, Mike. And, you know, as, as we all know, I think this package includes a wide variety of items in it, um, not only related to healthcare, but but many other topics as well. So for the purpose of our podcast today, we're going to focus on a few of the points that may affect healthcare specifically. So could you give us a rundown on those? Sure. And you can count on one hand now, really, what's going to be in there uh, for healthcare because of the, the size of the package being reduced so dramatically. There's really sort of four things of note. Most of them have to do with either buttressing the affordable, or I should say all of them, have to do with either buttressing the Affordable Care Act or um, enhancing Medicare. So, uh, you know, specifically this new framework, uh, the agreement will reduce premiums for 
about 9 million Americans who buy their insurance from the Affordable Care Act marketplace. What we're seeing from the Congressional Budget Office is by an average of about $600 per person per year. That number could change a bit as the as the final details are cemented. But, um, you know, this would come in the form of increased premium subsidies uh, for beneficiaries. Uh, it would also uh, close the Medicaid coverage gap. As you know, not every state has expanded Medicaid under the Affordable Care Act. There are about 4 million uninsured people who still need coverage. This uh, the bill would take care of uh, take care of that gap and give those folks coverage. Um, it would also expand Medicare to cover hearing benefits. Um, Bernie Sanders, everyone knows, uh, you know, ran for president, independent uh, socialist from Vermont, um, wanted uh, it to cover dental and vision as well. Uh, that was one of the things that they had to give away in order to get down to this number that Joe Manchin could live with. And then uh, there's $150 billion to reduce waiting lists for in-home care for seniors and disabled Americans, and also to uh, increase wages for home health care workers. Um, a couple of other things that aren't in there as well, um, they, they stripped the provision that would allow Medicare to negotiate lower prescription uh, drug prices and uh, paid family leave um, also had to fall out. So those are fights that the Democrats will, you know, have another day. Uh, that's the plan anyway. The hope is to get this passed, um, have it be popular with the American people, have them win additional seats in the midterm elections next year, and then come back and try to do some of these other things in the back end of Joe Biden's first term. Okay. And um, in, in some of our earlier back and forth on this, it doesn't seem like they're addressing the SALT deductions in there for property taxes, which, of course, I care well, no, about because I'm in New Jersey. It's really not a healthcare good, thing, but. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. It's so important. I still have a lot of family in the state and they, uh, they, they really care about it. Um, there may be good news. I actually talked to a Democratic member, uh, a congressman from New Jersey. Uh, today who uh, just got back from a, a retreat in Florida with uh, Speaker Pelosi, and he said he has an assurance that uh, the SALT provisions, before the bill goes to the floor in the House, they're going to add those. And so they're trying to figure out what does that do to the overall cost and of the bill. He wouldn't, I, I asked, like, well, what does that mean? Is it is it a, a full um, restitution of, of the benefit? Is it um, you know, forever? Is it 10 years, five years? What's the dollar threshold? And he said, I can't tell you that, um, but sort of stay tuned. So hopefully some good news um, for you and all your colleagues at Bessler. Yeah. Any, anything we can do for the folks here in Jersey, um, we're all, yep. we're all, we're all in yep. favor of, uh, <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, but de definitely there, there was more in this bill related to healthcare. Um, you know, st starting out, um, I think there are some probably uh, what I would call, I don't know, uh, population health or community um, community uh, type benefits that that were in there uh, around daycare and, and some of those areas. Uh, are they are they still in the bill at this point? No, um, all, all of that has come out, um, not to say that it won't be uh, put back in if, you know, depending on how some of these uh items, uh, these final sort of negotiations um, play out. But, uh, you know, the progressives had to swallow a pretty bitter pill um, in order to get to something that could actually pass the Senate. So and that's really what's holding us up now is Manchin hasn't yet 
they're looking for a public commitment from him to say, I will absolutely uh, vote for this. I endorse it. And as recently as this afternoon, he has refused to uh, to do that as he goes through it. So it's really just frozen everything in time here. We don't know uh, when the House the House could vote on it and uh, the Senate will be sometime after that. And of course, that that assumes nothing new gets in the House bill before it goes to the Senate. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's support uh, among the Democrats in the Senate for the SALT uh, provision. So that won't be a surprise. And as I understand it, they're sort of negotiating it with the Senate at the same time. So the hope is that whatever bill the House passes, the Senate will just adopt as opposed to having to make changes and then send it back and have this ping pong back and forth among the two chambers, which just always... Um, you know, leaves room for mischief and uh, for things to be de- delayed. Yeah, seems like they want to wrap this up before the end of the year, and uh, they have a little bit of time left to do that. Yeah, agreed. But like you said, there's not. I mean, you've got the holidays in there. You've got Thanksgiving, and uh, you know they they only have a certain number of legislative days um, left. So time is uh, is really slipping here certainly is well mike you enjoy your holidays i think we've got an, uh, an interesting uh, day coming up tomorrow with election day and uh, this information should still be relatively fresh when it publishes on wednesday the third but who knows after that where we're heading but it's always great to get the uh, the inside baseball from you we really appreciate you coming back on the show thanks mike it's really my pleasure this concludes today's episode of the hospital finance podcast For show notes and additional resources to help you protect and enhance revenue at your hospital, visit Bessler.com forward slash podcasts. The Hospital Finance Podcast is a production of Bessler. Smart about revenue, tenacious about results.